Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome OT entrepreneurs to the OT's Get Paid podcast, season two, episode five to this yet untitled podcast episode. (laughs) To be honest, we were going to call it Marketing Made Simple and then we realized, uh uh-oh, already trademarked by Donald Miller. Run, don't walk to get his book. This season, we are focusing on sales and marketing. And like I said in the opening episode of this season, I'm here to show you why OTs can be the very best at this important business skill. Before we dive into today's episode, we are so close on recording of this episode to 10,000 downloads. I truly think this episode is going to be the one to get us over 10,000 downloads as the 10,000 download mark. So for a little podcast that could, that started in February of 2021, we've reached 10,000 listens. I mean, that's crazy. That's like one fifth of a New Direction concert at the Sky Dome in Toronto in 2014. Anybody? Bueller? (laughs) Just me? (laughs) Trust me when I say it's an amazing visual. Yep. I took the host teen, and now I'm picturing all of you screaming and waving glow sticks while you listen to these episodes. But I digress. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your listens. So to celebrate, we are jumping into the number one most popular question we get asked here at OTs Get Paid. Where do I start with marketing? Now, Here at OTs Get Paid, we actually focus on the growth and the scaling of companies. That's our niche and my coaching niche, and we do it really, really well. However, since this is such a popular question, I want to be able to serve through this episode. And if you are already past the startup phase, does this episode still have value to you? Yes, because this episode is a primer 
It's going to lead nicely into a future episode where we begin to focus on not just the tips, but to build a marketing system. So stay tuned. Now, marketing an online offer is different than a bricks and mortar offer. So today we're going to focus on those OTs who have a service-based bricks and mortar business. It's been a while, so I'm happy to return to the segment called Business Bestie, where I bring on my real-life best friend of 29 years. We met in OT school, and our professional paths have stayed very similar over the years. We also have two daughters who decided to become best friends as well. Life is amazing. Welcome, Kelly Casey Bynes. Hi. Hey, Kelly. <laughs> Yay. I just always love listening to it. When you said 29, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. But you know what? I started realizing we've been doing the math wrong because we've been doing the math since we graduated. But actually, we met on like the second day or third day of school. So it's it's 1992. Wow. That's pretty crazy. (laughs) So let's jump right in, Belle. Yeah. So uh, Kelly, how many hours do you think we have spent discussing marketing, like trying to solve marketing problems, celebrating wins, or in total panic mode? How many hours do you figure? Oh my gosh. When you include total panic mode, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like honestly, I wouldn't even know where to begin because it all, it just always came up and it was just really, it was kind of an ongoing conversation and we just always knew what the other person was doing. So, I mean, gobs of hours. Yeah, is that, gobs. A <laughs> that is official. So before we jump in, um, you know, I asked that question because I, you're just a perfect person to have on the podcast to explain. Not everybody has listened to every single episode. Why don't you give a tiny tidbit of who you are, what you do, and why you're a great person to talk about marketing? Oh, well, thank you. So I have been an occupational therapist for now 27 years. And really, it'll be next month, 27 years, right? And I have basically run and operated a group clinic for about 11 of those last most recent years, except for the last year and a half, because I closed my clinic. And I now have a group mentorship program, and I am consulting. And so from a marketing standpoint, I feel like I assisted with marketing when I was doing program development before I had my own clinic. I then needed marketing as I established and grew my clinic. And now with my group mentorship program, I've learned a ton about marketing. And now in my consulting, I'm actually assisting with messaging and marketing for product development with a company. So yeah, lots of marketing. Many (laughs) marketing hats. Yes. So put on your marketing hat from a bricks and mortar service-based, you know, position. And the reason why I ask you again, how many hours, because it really does come back to a few key basics. And I want you to take the stage here today and jump in and start talking about what your three key basics are, the top three that you have for marketing for somebody starting out with a service-based bricks and mortar. 
So the first one I believe that served me the best over the long haul is networking or relationship-based marketing. Mm -hmm. I think that one was a good fit for me. And it's something that I did consistently right from the beginning. And it just felt, I won't say easy, but it just felt like a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. And I've even continued that since closing the clinic, building Mm -hmm. relationships and getting people to know me builds trust. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really was one of the best things that I did from the very beginning, building a strong network of people. I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree. By the way, I think that's the number one answer again and again. So I'm going to like take you back to being really scared and really new and hearing this. Like somebody is in their car or walking their dog or listening and they think like, (laughs) we know the answers, which I mean, we've got a lot of the answers, but yes. imagine you're in that place where they're like, thank you, Kelly and Trish, for that obvious answer that I've heard a million times. <laughs> I don't know what to do. What to do. Yeah. So how do you do that? Like, give us like a few ideas Examples. of where people can start. Yeah. Okay. So three things come to mind. One is the traditional, and it'll be easier now as COVID hopefully in most areas is starting to settle, but in networking events, you know, cocktail hours and happy hours and dinners or just places where other professionals are going to be. And I actually focused on mental health providers because I worked with a lot of kids who had behavioral challenges. So very often I was the only OT in the room. And so if I saw something posted somewhere about a mental health networking thing, or if I met one person through a client that I was working with, I would ask them to coffee You know, finding other providers and asking them if they know of a group that I should meet in order to help understand what they do and share what I do. And I didn't have a spiel per se, but I literally would show up at these cocktail hours and say, hi, what do you do? Tell me about your work. And inherently, just through listening, then conversationally, I could share some of what I was doing. There were a couple of people that, you know, by nature of just being in the community, I would know that I should reach out to. And I always had a running list. Like I made it a goal to set up at least one or two coffees a month. And I would not cold call because, hey, it's Trish. Now that I've got your attention, I wanted to tell you about something that we are really excited about here at OTs Get Paid. This month, we are kicking off our formal, systemic, organized, planned, woohoo, referral program. With every referral of somebody that you bring to us that purchases one of our two signature programs, Road to 100K and 100K Club, we give you money. We're leaning into it. We're leaning into our brand and we're going to get you paid. At this point, we are offering $400 for people who refer someone who enrolls in our 100K Club Mastermind and $250 for somebody that enrolls in our Road to 100K program. But we're not stopping there. Your referred member will also get access to a bonus Q&A Zoom call every month that we are doing just for new referred members with our coaches. It's going to be Q&A, ask the coach 
anything. How are you going to do this? The best way to do this is to connect with us via email or through DMs. We're keeping it really simple for right now. And we're saying, hey, here's their deets. Do you want us to call them? Are they going to get in touch with us? And as long as you mention each other, we will connect you and let our system wheels spin and they will get their bonuses and you will get yours. And I want to remind you, we are a company with a mission. It is to bring more wealth to more female OT entrepreneurs because we know what women do with money. They use it to better their families and they use it to better their communities. So for every dollar that we generate here at OTs Get Paid every year, we give away 1% of our gross income to Dress for Success, which is a charity, an organization that's dedicated to empowering women towards financial independence. I hate to use the term win-win-win. Somebody has a better one. Please let me know. But we don't want you to keep those benefits to yourself anymore. We want your referral partner to win. We want you to win. And of course, we have a social agenda here at OTs Get Paid. So-and-so had told me to call so-and-so. But when I called them, I would say, so-and-so told me to call you. I'm an occupational therapist in this area and I'm just getting started in practice. And I'd love to hear more about what you do and see if we could share some clients. Do you want to get together for coffee or do you want to just set up a time to chat? So it really. So what's depends. the value there that you're bringing to the other person? Because we've all heard the dreaded, you know, if I see somebody DM me now for coffee, I'm like literally going to have a panic attack. So yes. how do you provide value to that person without coming across as the pick your brain coffee girl? So my goal was always to hear about what they do there. so yeah. that I could make referrals mm-hmm. and better understand their work if we need to collaborate. So I tried to make it about them totally um, as much as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And it was literally through the nature of the conversation that I would slip in certain things that I was doing. For example, one of the places I called was a psychologist that did psychoed testing And they were kind of the known place in town to do this testing. And so I called the owner and just said, you know, I'm an occupational therapist. I don't know if you're familiar or not. I assume that you are because you've worked with kids who have autism, but I specifically would love to be able to meet with you to understand more about your center. I'm going to be making referrals as my practice grows, you know, just really, I'm here to benefit your business. Totally. That's how I did it. Perfect. I think that's really important. Very vital as we're all getting bombarded by more information thing to point out. Great. So you said you had two ideas that came, two other ones that came to mind for networking. Yeah. And so I think the other idea for networking was as I was getting set up, I surrounded myself with clinicians that I knew had a need for my services, whether Mm -hmm. they knew it or not. Mm -hmm. Now, I was fortunate in finding my first space for the brick and mortar in that I shared space in a mental health setting. But I specifically went out of my way to be the only OT in that center Mm -hmm. so that I was bringing something unique to the table. And so I, I really think in any way that you can surround yourself with people who you know will need you, the better. Instead of just looking for people that already understand OT. So many people told me to go to the schools 
and to go to pediatrician offices. And I didn't touch either one of those with a 10 foot pole until I was set up and established. And it was probably five or six years in before I even called a pediatrician's office. Wow. (laughs) Bold. Why? A, I was scared. Okay. Fair. (laughs) Um, But I kind of knew the way that they worked. And I felt like those are not my people to begin with. And ultimately I'm going to need those referrals. Yes. But that I need to build the network. I need to build a network of fans, people who want me and like me and need my, not me personally, but my services. And those are the people that will fuel the growth. And then by nature of being established, I'll work with the pediatrician offices. And that's, that's really exactly what happened. Brilliant. Okay. What was another idea you had for networking? I thought those were the two it, relation they were brilliant. They were relationships genius. and surround yourself with people who, who <laughs> make you the only OT on the block. Perfect. Yes. And and I do want to reiterate that. Don't be afraid to be the only OT at the table. Yes. Um, you know, that can be a very unique a unique value proposition to your business. Yeah. Or if you're not, what are you bringing that's different? Yes. It might be your focus on mental health. It might be your stance on, you know, SI versus sensory processing disorder. We're talking peds right now. But, you know, what is something that is unique to you? If there's lots of you on the block, please try to figure that out sooner rather than later. And it doesn't have to be mind-blowing. Like there were lots of other pediatric OT clinics in town when I opened my bricks and mortar. So I quickly figured out what you know, what was something that set me apart? So think about what is something you stand for? What is something you stand against? What is a training you might have that others might not? What are you seeing them do that drives you crazy? Mm-hmm. So that can be your unique value proposition. Yes. And, and how, sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. How you go about your services can mm-hmm. also be unique. You Tell know, me. if there are other programs around, then how you approach your programs. For example, we had what I coined the parent partnership model. That's right. I remember. Um, Other people weren't talking about family work. And I remember the day on an intake call, I was trying to describe to this parent, you know, the need to have parents involved. And it just, I was like, we use a parent partnership model. And I got off the phone and my (laughs) admin who was sitting beside me, she's like, we do. (laughs) We do now. We do now. (laughs) That's what we're calling it. And that's what we started calling it. And that, you know, then I realized people actually really, I mean, I knew it was good for best practice, but I knew that lots of other programs were not doing that yet calling it something really helped people wrap their heads around in those conversations, how we go about our work. I love it. Perfect. I have so many things to say about that, but we're going to keep it moving. Okay. Okay. What is number two in terms of the top three basics that you followed for marketing? So my number two was repeat presence, um, showing up in different places around the community. 
um, really I'm thinking events, you know, vendor fairs, uh, which I mean, I cringe at the thought of them now because they really got old and boring, but as I've seen a lot of pictures of you on Facebook in the rain with your baseball hat on. Yeah. Outside of community event number 403. Yes. That was the, in the streets festival here in our community. And Mm -hmm. it's not set up for healthcare providers, Mm -hmm. but it is set up as a community event. Mm -hmm. And so just going there, being a face, not only to the community of people attending the events, but then the other providers around again, then you can get to know people, build your network and just present as official and practice your speech, you know, practice your spiel and you get to hear what people are looking for. Mm -hmm. So whether you get direct referrals or not, it helps you with number one in building those relationships. Mm -hmm. And there were people years after I did vendor fairs that would call and say, I'm sure you don't remember me, but I talked to you at such and such. And I'm just wondering about whether you're still doing, you know, so whether they came through or not, I'm not sure, but doing speaking events, doing workshops, doing these vendor fairs, people started to really see me as this, bigger thing than I really was. So other than vendor fairs, tell me where else you went, because those never, ever worked for me, which is why it's so great to have you here, because we get to have, you know, a healthy banter back and forth. I can, I just, to me, (laughs) those just never, ever worked. So tell me of some of the things else that you did outside of the vendor fairs, I would do speaking engagements. There was a toy store here in town um, and it was like a back to basics, no batteries toy store, the dancing bear. You've heard me talk about it. And I started to just meet with them for coffee and talk to them about what I did. And we came up with this promotional thing where they created a prescription pad and I would give a prescription air quote to my clients and it would give them 10% off of stuff that they bought at the toy store because I was using a lot of the stuff from the toy store in my sessions. And so people would see my name at the toy store and then the toy store would get promoted through my work. So that was a win-win. I did little classes there at the toy store and we just really, we saw eye to eye again, surround yourself with like-minded people. And it gave me a community presence beyond direct healthcare referrals. And then another thing that I did was just creating workshops. I remember doing a workshop at the library I did a workshop, um, I forget the community agency, but it was it was a group of people working with autistic kids. And so I just reached out to them and said, if you ever have a need for a speaker, I'd love to attend one of your parent meetings. And I did. And I did that two or three times. And people really appreciate having someone with knowledge. You know, it it's really, and yes, I did it for free because I needed to at that point, but it wasn't free because it saved me marketing dollars. It puts me in front of people who need my services. And so it's basically advertising and I don't have to pay for it. I, well, so 
The free part is actually a really good point. And what I will say is you always need, because this is an OTs get paid podcast, you know, 99% of the time the answer is like, get yourself paid. However, it always comes down to why. Why are you doing what you're doing? And so if this is your advertising budget, Mm -hmm. then do it, right? If If you're in startup versus grow, then do it. I think it really depends on where you're at and what your why is. It's alive. Zombie. Monster invasion. The socks that live in my 20-year-old son's soccer kit. Nope, it's the OT Entrepreneur Summit Live. After hosting two online virtual summits in 2019 and 2020, with over 300 attendees, OT entrepreneurs just like yourself, we are ready to break out from behind these screens and share some hugs and some in-person connection. We listened to our audience of the past two years and we heard OT entrepreneurs don't really want more content. We heard you loud and clear, and we are building the event of your dreams. An event that's based on rest, an event that's based on play, on events that's based on sun. Okay, maybe that was Laura's in my dream. An event that's based on connection and time to work on your business. My co-host Laura Park Figaro and I have created the space and all you need to do is show up. Put yourself into the room, put yourself into that space to learn and grow and expand your OT business and as an OT entrepreneur CEO. Want to see which of your online OT business besties has legs? Me too. We will see you in Boca Raton, Florida on November 12th to November 14th, 2021. Go to the OT Entrepreneurs Summit page, linked in our show notes. See you then. So, I'm really glad that you gave examples because you were a master at giving examples of going out to your community, not just through a table, because that just sends shivers up my spine. <laughs> I don't know why. But it does being really, now. <laughs> really creative on partnering with people out there. And the one thing I don't want to be missed is that you said people were very, very grateful. Mm-hmm. And if you go out with that, you know, servant's heart and that ability to say, mm-hmm. how can I help you? What can I do for your facility for this, for that? Yes. What's okay. What is the worst thing that can happen or did happen if you have in your, you know, sending that message out into the universe? What, what is the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing to me is that I put in a ton of time to prepare for the event and nobody shows up. Okay. That's a good point. I mean, did that, that happen? It did a couple of okay. times. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. See, I thought you were going to say no. So the worst, no, the worst thing that can happen is people say no. You just got to pick yourself up again and try it. Okay. So Absolutely. this is good. So tell me about, oh my gosh, that sends shivers up my spine too. Okay. Tell me about <laughs> putting something out there and nobody's showing up. Ooh, this is good. So there was one event, there was one person that showed up. <laughs> In the front row clapping. Yay, Kelly. Exactly. Was it me? <laughs> Uh, no, not this time. I've gone to some of your events though in the beginning, not in the yeah. in-person ones, but your online stuff when you were doing yes. webinars and everything. I was like, yes. I will be there. 
I appreciate you it. You are a most excellent therapist. <laughs> no, we never lied. I never pretended to be a You were a great plant. <laughs> Having a plant is a good strategy. Yeah, there we go. Bring um, your mother-in-law. Yeah. Bring bring your favorite fans. Exactly. Um, but I think one that jumps out at me is I was asked to, asked or I arranged, I don't remember which one. It was very early on. I was like maybe a year into trying to start my private practice, which meant that I was still only part-time brick and mortar and still working for another agency. But I was asked by this Montessori school to go and speak and present on different learning challenges. And I was all excited. And of course, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. I know it was my developmental optometrist who knew somebody on the board at this school. Mm -hmm. So she referred me and he then called me to see if I would speak to their parent group. And I arrived and there was literally one person there. They had like tons of chairs set up. I had worked for weeks on this presentation and it was at night. So it was like seven 30 at night. And I had props. (laughs) Like it was, was, you know, the weighted blanket on the table. Um, There was a pop tube somewhere in there. Exactly. Pass this around. Uh, Oh wait, there's no one to pass it to. (laughs) So, I mean, I realized very quickly that this is not the event that any of us intended, the person uh, on the board who invited me and this other parent. And so you just have to shift gears very quickly and be okay with a one-to-one. And I actually remember saying, well, this is great. Now we can actually talk. And so you're here for a reason. Let's talk. And I can share the information, but I think it would be much more comfortable and easier for us to just go through what you're looking for. I'm here for you. And they start to feel special and lucky Mm -hmm. and really that's where we shine, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of us in, is in this one-to-one banter. Mm-hmm. And well, and we're more used to that. We're more used yeah. to serving one-on-one exactly. as clinicians as in terms of then putting on an owner hat and going out and marketing. So yeah, yes, it's an easy shift. I jumped into my comfort zone very quickly. Mm-hmm. 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 That's great. Yeah. I love that visual. I can just picture you coming out from behind the podium, sitting down on like a chair, like at their totally level. sat down beside this mom. Yeah, I can yeah. totally picture that. Yeah, oh, great. Okay, so number three, what's your yes. last top tip? So this is my favorite, and this really is where my heart is. It's effective services. When you do good work, people talk. And parents go to other parents first before they go to anyone else. And the best form of marketing is creating outcomes with your clients. Right. Really. It, that I think, if, and if it's not just parents yeah. to parents, it's like, you know, other people that are aging in place or other, you know, yes. uh, you Sorry. know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, you know, other, they tend to have a community around them, whether they have a disability or an illness or a health promotion issue or whatever yes. it is, they tend to have some of those people around them and they mm. will absolutely talk to each other. I even do that with like a cute skirt with pockets. Right. <laughs> like, come on. Where I mean, you get that skirt yes. with pockets. Like, yeah, I mean, there's easily things that we share with each other to save, you know, to help. And yes. it doesn't just, it, it, I mean, imagine, I think we underscore the value of 
an effective service that addresses a health and wellness issue mm-hmm. is second to none. I would consider a really banging skirt with pockets a wellness issue. I'm dead serious, actually. Like it makes True. me feel great. I'm put together. How you present yourself. Yeah. Completely. It's like both functional and fancy, like the whole nine yeah. yards, right? And so can you I know, tell left- you I'm already shopping for the OT Entrepreneur Summit? <laughs> oh, that's a great segue. Thanks for plugging right, the summit. <laughs> Okay, my nightmare, this is being taped in November, September 2021. My nightmare is hosting a summit in Florida and nobody showing up. So you want to talk be there. dancing bears. Okay, so I'll get down next <laughs> to you on a chair, Belle. <laughs> but again, like I want you to think, this is to the listener, I want you to think back to something that you have quite literally recommended to somebody else recently. And honestly, I think for me, hmm. Actually, on my phone, because I've got my notes on my phone as we're doing this bell, is a skirt with pockets, like with an elastic waistband, and that's like in a cool fall color, not just black. And I really, really cannot underscore that from a business perspective, if we're pulling out and, you know, reading business books and looking at what sells and what will always have an audience, it is anything related to health and wellness. This will always mm-hmm. have an audience. So yes. do not undervalue yes. the service that you have. And also don't also feel stuck like you're the world's best kept secret. Like if you totally understand that value, then take these steps that Kelly is saying because it will resonate. So I think that's just so important. Okay, so keep going. Just, I mean... I'll- the the skirt analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have one. Like when somebody is showing you an outfit that they got, it brings, it sparks something in you, mm-hmm. you know? It, and so finding those opportunities to share and to reflect back, like that's what we do as therapists. And so inserting examples of effective services in conversation with neighbors mm-hmm. at a party, or, you know, we don't have to go into this big, long explanation about what OT is, mm-hmm. but an example for me is a neighbor says something about their grandkids mm-hmm. and I can comment like, oh, I, you know, I love kids. I work with kids all day, every day. This is so mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Or, and they're like, well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing at the craft store. If I'm buying my Pudgy, <laughs> you know, it's, they, they ask me, are you a teacher? No, but I'm a therapist. Mm-hmm. I don't just answer no. So that's actually, I don't know if you know this, I'm having on a sales expert. I'm, this is, she is going to be the first non-OT guest. Ooh. I know I'm interviewing her this Thursday and she's going to be coming on. I think that episode's going to come on in November. She is a sales expert that is so resonates with me that I think every OT is going to love her. And she, but she's been in corporate sales for years and years and years. So she knows her stuff and she calls that creating curiosity. Mm. So you can create curiosity, you know, and it's kind of the leaning in. Mm-hmm. The leading in, she actually calls it the here kitty kitty, like here kitty kitty, ah, like just great. as opposed to like a dog, which is like raw, 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 right, at the door, right. like a yep. cat is more subtle. And if people are interested, they will lean in to pick up the uh-huh. cue. And she yep. talks about that as now that's more, you know, that is she again, she comes at it from a sales perspective, but it, it does allow that person that has any vested interest because you're not trying to like, I think that's the thing where people are afraid of with any marketing, that mm-hmm. they're pushy, that they're going to be banging, you know, right. they're, you know, taking a two by four and banging people over the head with it. And yeah. if you are in direct 
community. Like if you draw a circle with yourself in the middle and you start to label who's in your next sphere, and mm-hmm. this is not your friends and family people. Like right. this is right. the you've got to use a clinical eye and a business eye. Like who else is going to be benefiting your services yes. and beginning to reach out to them? That is not banging anybody over the head with a two by four. People, what Kelly's talking about is the far more extended circle. And in that case, Mm -hmm. if you wish, Mm -hmm. and it's relevant, you can lean in and create that kind of here kitty kitty moment by saying, Mm -hmm. you know, yes. Hey, of course I, you know, oh, I always go to the aging in place as another example to peds. It's like the extreme opposite, but you know, oh, I know you're not bothering me with stories about being late because of your grandma. Gee, I love grandmas. I work with grandmas every day. Like that. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. And in my world, like, you know, encountering parents, there are parents everywhere because I have kids. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there are lots of opportunities there. And I think having case examples of situations where you have helped, even if even if the outcome isn't what you wanted ultimately with a client, you can draw on sessions that were working mm-hmm. as examples of the work that that you do or that you've done with clients. Yeah. I, I love that. And I also, the thing that's coming up for me too right now before we start to wrap up is it it doesn't feel like an extra job then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for marketing, I mean, it does marketing doesn't feel like an extra job because you're already doing one of the top three things you can do right. in your day-to-day, which is delivering amazing service. Like, again, I say this all the time. I don't know many OTs that deliver crappy service, especially mm-hmm. – Yep. If they're at the level of pursuing entrepreneurship. Yes, absolutely. So I, I'm telling you right now, you're probably knocking the cover off that ball. So <laughs> what are you doing then with that information? How yes. do you get it out there? Do you ask for Google reviews? If you're a bricks and mortar, mm-hmm. a Google review will help you stand out. You can register yes. with Google My Business and you can certainly get you know, yourself better known. Now, mm-hmm. I put an asterisk to Google my business, pardon me, to Google reviews because uh, it's not like choosing a sushi restaurant or a hairdresser, Yelp. right? Like if I'm looking for a good hardware store, I'm going to go to OTs Google my business. on Yelp. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, it is more personal than that. However, yes. that's an example of what you can do with that really good service. Yes. But, you know, Asking others for, this is something that I recommend all the time in that really good service. You can obviously bring it up as testimonials wherever you go. I also say to people, like, there's just some clients that are just magic. Yes. And I will say, and they are complimenting you all the time. And I don't want you to hear that with a therapist ear. I want you to hear that with a business ear. And what I would often say to those people which felt really heartfelt and was also very effective for marketing is thank you working with your type of insert X here, family, age, Mm -hmm. diagnosis, disability, whatever pain point, like whatever it is that is making this the sweet spot for Mm -hmm. you. It can be a person whose level of engagement is really high. Mm -hmm. It can be a person who has traveled from far away and they just land with like open arms, like whatever it is that makes that magic for yeah. you and that client, tell them that. You know, I just love working with parents that drive an hour in because they are, so I said parents again. <laughs> I, I'm 
trying to get away from the Pete's thing. Can you tell? I just love working with people that, you know, come across the state line because they are just so excited to, Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. And, you know, if you ever, if you can think of anybody else like that, Mm -hmm. please let them know, or I can reach out to them as well. What do you think about that strategy? I think it's brilliant. I I think that that is a wonderful idea because those clients that feel like magic, it's all the the chemistry is there. Mm -hmm. They want to help you as much as you help them Mm -hmm. and asking to use their words and to use them as a case example is I think easier when you know, it's a mutual fit. The one caveat is Mm -hmm. that I would say when you're starting out, everything feels so big Mm -hmm. that you also don't have to look for big moments Exactly, because these moments come up, like you're saying in these clients that are just finding you. And I had a session this morning and we were watching this parent and this child run around the park. And I just looked at mom and I said, look at her, this look at her. And mom looked at me and she said, I know. I just can't even believe it. And I went into that session feeling like this client is not progressing as much as I want them to. But this mom said, I just can't even believe it. And in my head, I air quoted it (laughs) and pictured it on a website. You know, that's a quote. That's a testimonial for how happy this mom is with this child's progress. And so if I needed a testimonial, I could go back to that mom in an email this afternoon and say, remember our conversation in the park? Would you mind if I share that either anonymously or not? I just would love for people to know the kinds of things that I'm doing and guaranteed she'd be fine with it. Yeah, I totally agree. Thanks for being so specific. (laughs) So to wrap up, Kelly has given us some top three basic, key basic strategies for helping you with your marketing in a service-based bricks and mortar for startup. The top three are relationship building, having a repeat presence in your community, and providing effective services. Thank you so much for being here, Kelly. It's been a treat. As always, Kelly (laughs) will be back. We just never know when Kelly's going to drop in. So thank you. And I I will be able to see you soon at the summit. Yes, thankfully. Thanks, Trish. I always appreciate being here. You are welcome. As we are wrapping up today's episode, I would love to remind you to please leave a review. See what I'm doing here? This is marketing. (laughs) I would love you to please go through Apple, through Spotify, and leave a review on iTunes. What that does is that allows other people in our community to see the OTs Get Paid podcast. Additionally, if you have found value in this, I would love it if you would please send this episode or any other episodes to people that you know. See what I did there? That's called marketing. We have a review contest going on that we have lapsed a little bit, but we said that for the first 25, we would have a bonus. And for the first 100, we will have a bonus. I would be going back to that at our next episode. If you are leaving review, please leave your real name and the name of your company because we read those out on the air every month. And that allows people to also find your services. And thank you again for all your support. Talk soon. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. 
If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time. 